Welcome to your call to action with your host, Simon Bruno, sharing inspiration and motivation from the e-commerce world. Today, this is your call to action. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to your call to action, the e-commerce podcast for those looking to take action to grow their e-commerce business to new heights. Thank you very much for joining us and subscribing. Whether you're tuning in on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor, it's great to have you tuning in. Also, don't forget to use that five-star rating and a review. Um, As always, they help us to reach people that want to reach and improve as well. So in today's episode of Your Call to Action, I'm joined by Linda Wigman from Keepspace. This is a podcast that I've been meaning to do for a while and I'm pretty excited that it's finally happening. So in today's podcast with Linda, we will be talking briefly about Keepspace and what a 3PL can do to help an e-commerce business grow, e-commerce trends and what's going on in the world of e-commerce and what are the differences between doing e-commerce in a country like Australia and doing e-commerce in a country like Germany, two different uh, geographic locations and what are the benefits and some of the pitfalls of doing e-commerce in both countries. So with that, let's get into the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to your court action today. I'm joined by Linda Wigman. How's it going, Linda? Yeah, I'm very good, Simon. How are you? Very good. Awesome to have you on the podcast. Um, we've been working with each other for a while now and now it's finally happening, the podcast interview. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you introduce yourself to uh, the listeners out there? Yeah, sure. Hi guys, I'm Linda. And originally I came to Perth from Germany three years ago and I work for Keepspace now as an operations manager. I'm responsible for improving efficiencies and operations and controlling a smooth daily operation for all shipments that we do. So what does Keepspace actually do, Linda? So Keepspace is a 3PL business. So 3PL stands for third-party logistics. So that means that we are a service that helps e-com businesses to fulfill their daily orders. This includes storing the goods for them, preparing it for shipment, and sending it to the customers in the most cost and time efficient way. So Linda, Keepspace mainly helps e-commerce businesses. So what are some challenges that e-commerce business owners face that 3PLs will solve? So a lot of our customers usually start as a really small business. They probably have an order every now and then, Um, probably not every day in the beginning time. So they would do everything themselves from ordering the goods to marketing to actually fulfilling the order probably from their bedroom or living room. But most of them just reach a stage where their orders start growing and the products need more room. So they start storing their products everywhere in their home and as you can imagine, that's not an ideal situation. So at some stage, they are probably looking into storage solutions, but if they would simply get a storage area, That means that fulfillment will slow down for them as they have to pick up the orders daily, still get them ready for shipment and also bring their orders to the post office on a daily basis, which can get really annoying and time consuming. So in my opinion, a 3PL is a good choice for any e-commerce business owner 
that wants to bring their focus back to actually growing their business because they will have the time to actually build the website, do the marketing, do the sales, do research if needed and ordering products, whatever is involved with leading a business mm. and actually stop wasting time on order fulfillment because the 3PL business is just going to make take, sure that... Take control yeah, while exactly. you can focus on scaling your business and doing all those sort of... Um, the fun stuff really like marketing because who wants to... You know, I don't think anyone becomes an e-commerce business owner to pack orders at yeah, that's you know right. at silly o'clock. They want to do the marketing. They want to start growing something. They're interested in the product. So, yeah, team up with three PL just allows you to do all the fun stuff while they take care of all the boring stuff. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. it just reaches the stage where they spend all of their time and just fulfilling orders, mm. and that means that the business is just not going to grow at all because they don't have time to actually do anything else. Yeah, exactly. So what separates Kate Space from the other 3PLs out there? So a lot of other 3PLs, actually, you have to have a certain amount of orders a month to be able to join them. So I think it's probably around 200 orders. And Keepspace actually offers their services even if you only do as little as 10 orders a month. Yeah, cool. So it helps those early stage businesses who are probably starting to who are gaining traction pretty quick and who want to because they know they're on a winning product so they want to start to grow and you know by going to 3PL as we said earlier it frees up some time to, to actually do the marketing do all the product creation type stuff while Keyspace focuses all on the operations yeah exactly we we pretty much grow together with the small businesses yeah and we help them to improve we give them tips we do operations for them obviously yeah but um yeah we really want them to grow and we want to see how they improve so linda one of the reasons why i wanted to catch up with you for the podcast was to discuss some e-commerce trends you working at keyspace probably we've seen heaps of different trends yeah. and different things being sold and all that sort of stuff so yeah what are some e-commerce trends that you've noticed so i think a really big trend lately is to buy from your mobile phone People used to be a bit scared because they thought it's too insecure to actually use your phone to make a purchase yeah. and especially to use your credit card details on there. But this is really growing and it will continue to grow and more and more people just browse on the web when they're traveling on public, public transport, wherever they are, when they're waiting. Yeah. And this has already been an ongoing trend in Europe and America and it's pretty big over there and it seems like Australia is really catching up on it and it yeah. will definitely grow so but I would say it's really important that when you as a business owner when you have a website just make sure that it's also mobile friendly because these days people would expect yeah, that from your, their from your website yeah. yeah true yeah even just based on the analytics that we've got We've seen that people just always go on their phone to look up people's businesses and brands and yeah. stuff like that. Not many people use desktop anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's definitely like a big one that's definitely going to be on the up. And I think it's called, there's a term for it, M-commerce instead of e-commerce. Yeah. Mobile commerce, yeah. So that's definitely um, a big one. Another one from, from me is the whole pop-up craze. I know lots of like e-commerce businesses you know, they're, they're starting, uh, who are just starting out, doing pop-ups because, 
it's pretty flexible, um, cheap to run, and it's like event driven as well. So a lot of people don't necessarily go for the products that have been sold, but the event that it creates, like obviously yeah. a lot of people come and people would put up some food or you know some music or something like that. You know, it becomes a, an actual event. Yeah, it's actually also the another customer experience. Yeah, it's just the whole experience about it that people enjoy and. Even if it's just someone walking by, if they see a pop-up store, it's so out of the norm that it attracts their attention. They would just yeah. come and have a look. Yeah. And that's, I think for smaller businesses, it's just good for them to actually get attention initially and see how their, pro- uh, how their product is actually working on the market. Yeah. yeah. It's also a good way just to meet people as well. You know, meet potential yeah. customers, meet people who are in the same position as you. If you do pop-ups like in um, markets or for an art like a festival or something yeah so there's people who are like-minded yeah that you can good meet. networking it's good networking yeah not only are we seeing it with i guess small brands but big brands are doing it as well because yeah. it it you know if you market a pop-up store say you're like a big brand you can say hey we're only going to be here limited time so a lot of people jumping on that bandwagon the whole limited time type thing yeah sense of urgency you know yeah they feel like they have to make a purchase <laughs> yeah exactly yeah all those you're gonna miss out yeah so what else have you seen well i would say another trend is really things like afterpay yeah. so it's a big trend in australia specifically that people are just well i feel like a lot of you guys probably have heard about afterpay so i'll just for the ones that haven't heard about it i'll just quickly explain it so it's pretty much if you want to buy something you can split the costs over a period of time you would just have weekly payments monthly payments depends yeah and you can see a trend that a lot of customers are using it i think I'm not too sure when it started early 2018 maybe yeah i think it was like 17 18 yeah that it started to become you know something I guess. Yeah. yeah and now if you mention afterpay probably everyone has yeah, already not, heard about it it's not only in e-com stores now it's like actually even if you even go to a retail, retail stores yeah. yeah it's available everywhere yeah so if if you consider offering that i think a lot of customers will use that yeah i think also with afterpay they actually if someone defaults on their payments like that after afterpay will take the hit so afterpay will actually oh, pay yeah. the merchant straight away so i think that's why it's pretty like a lot of businesses businesses have taken it on board because of that yeah it's low low risk. it's low risk yeah. yeah instead of you doing it yourself like you could offer payment plans or something but yeah if someone defaults on the loan then you have to deal with yeah you have to follow up you yeah, have to make yeah, sure you get your hassle. money back yeah, I think yeah that's why it's like really really popular yeah but yeah and also australians like you know to spend money and if, if, if something just seems convenient like more convenient like you know, fortnightly payments, whatever it is, then you know Aussies will probably tend to go down that path instead of paying something up front. <laughs> they love their subscriptions and stuff like that. That's what yeah. I've noticed, anyway. Yeah. Um, I also believe that augmented reality might become a bit thing for e-commerce stores. So, because augmented reality just has the ability to personalize and enhance the shopping experience for the customer, and that's what people are after these days. Even though it's only in the virtual world, they can experience the product instead of only deciding on a photo and a description if they want to make a purchase. And studies about consumer behavior actually have shown that even though we are unaware of it, we will be more attached to an item and more willing to buy it once we have touched it. 
Mm. And with augmented reality, that's kind of... It's the closest this, thing you yeah, can get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's when you... The closest experience online that you can have to actually being in the store and physically having a product in your hand. Yeah. yeah. Like e-com, I mean, augmented reality, it just in general is such a big thing. Yeah. Like with um, Pokemon Go, remember that? Yeah. From like two or three years ago, everyone used to go crazy on it, just catching Pokemon the whole time. And now I was kind of seeing it in e-com with like Shopify, they offer augmented reality. You can scan your product 3D and then, yeah, if you, you can load up on your site so people can say you got a cup and it's on a table, like you can just take a picture of the table that you got, but the cup will appear on the table, so you kind of know. Yeah, you kind of know yeah. what it will look like in your home home. Yeah. It's also really entertaining just to play around with it, and then yeah, if, they, oh, yeah, if, they enjoy, if they enjoy the augmented reality that you're offering, they're probably just like your brand, and then they're more likely to make a purchase as well. Yeah, true. It's also like a pretty interactive experience using augmented reality. Yeah. I also got some interesting stats. So compared to last year, consumers are actually less likely to shop online while at stores, shopping centers, cafes and restaurants, but they're more likely to shop on public transport. So that's also means that they're most likely to actually use their phones to make a purchase. So yeah, true. Coming so back to the mobile purchases. Mm, I think that comes to like people wanting to get the most out of their time so obviously when they're on public transport and they're not doing anything yeah exactly so yeah i guess if you're at a restaurant you're probably talking to your friends or maybe you just you see all the time people on their phones and they, yeah you know <laughs> I, don't, I just don't get that but yeah. yeah you shouldn't be on your phone but while you're on public transport you're <laughs> yeah, probably you're, by yourself you're bored yeah and, just um, look up prices yeah. of things and where you, where you think you're buying or we might even just make a purchase or something yeah a lot of people are also on social media and then because all the ads on there yeah, yeah. it's just always good to place them around a time where people would leave work. Uh, from work yeah yeah and then it comes on on their phone when they yeah when, when they're on public trans transport yeah. and they actually see it and then well, they feel the need to to shop yeah nice yeah. cool so um another thing i wanted to talk to you about linda was the differences between Australia and Germany <laughs> when it comes to retail. So what are some things that you've noticed, I guess? I feel like Germany, because of their location in Europe, they're already a bit further ahead than Australia. But that only means that Australia has a lot of potential to grow and we can actually see the trend yeah. that it's growing. Well, Germany is also... Well, because compared to Australia, they just have a really different infrastructure because it's really logistic friendly. Yeah. Because all the cities are close by, other countries are close by, which Australia doesn't have. But what's really good for Australia, I would say, is that China is actually, or parts of China are in the same time zone yeah, yeah. and are relatively close by. And um, well, China is obviously a massive market and it's really yeah. growing over there. So... We're placed, yeah. Yeah, we're just placed in such a good, yeah, good zone. Like Perth is just perfectly in line with like Beijing and Shanghai, and obviously a lot of e-commerce people probably get all their stuff from Alibaba or or the other manufacturers and stuff for their products. Yeah, it's a so, good, yeah, good it place well. to be in. So not only for actually getting your goods from China, but also just thinking about if you yourself want to sell your products to China, because it's 
still relatively fast delivery and um, there's a massive market over there. So with Germany, do you see like German businesses shifting their manufacturing over to China? Or is it still more, you know, people still manufacture stuff? I would say it used to be that, well, back in the day, there were a lot of businesses that would actually produce in Germany. And then there was a shift where they would just outsource it to China and other countries. And these days, because um, obviously made in Germany is its own brand even um so they would just get it back and produce in germany again or at least in europe to just yeah it's really just for the for the brand yeah it's like a differentiator hey you know like every a lot of things are made in china but yeah if you get something that's made in germany it's kind of like seen as something different and i guess better quality no offense to china but yeah you know germans are pretty efficient and got their stuff (laughs) sorted (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i guess that that helps yeah it's just good for your branding and you can probably have your products positioned in a different way if you have it produced in europe compared yeah. to yeah made in china yeah true <laughs> so what are some popular products in germany and like are there, are there, are there the same products like in are there the same popular same products popular in australia or they is it completely different so the most popular items I would say in Germany is clothing, footwear, books, and probably still things like DVDs and CDs, which yeah. is still a big thing. Yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> even even in the age of Spotify, it's still it's still big. And yeah. Australia, it's auto parts. Surprisingly, auto parts and homeware that do, do very very well. Yeah. yeah. Probably because like we got heaps of big department stores to sell um homewares and stuff i was yeah. actually surprised when you said auto parts though like, yeah i was i was i was honestly thinking like fashion was going to be our biggest one but yeah auto parts when i was pretty yeah. cool seems like fashion is still bought in retail a lot well compared to compared mm, to germany true yeah. yeah 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 but that's also that also might be the case because in europe you have faster shipping times and a lot of stores actually offer free shipping and what they also do is you can technically purchase a lot of well all the clothing that you like they will send it to you you will try it on and then you send the rest back and you actually only have to pay for what you what you keep yeah oh cool so well that's 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 something like really really different so in Australia, obviously, if you, when you go to Maya, you just, you know, put in, put in the clothes you want to, you know, you try them on and then you buy them there. But there, it's kind of like they ship them to, it's a little bit different. Yeah. The, ret- yeah. the return policies are quite, quite good. And I think, well, stores can make a lot of money from it because people mm. are more likely to just, yeah, to just go ahead and buy if they think like, oh, well, if I don't like it, I can just easily send it back. It's not going to yeah. cost me anything. It's probably only going to, well, cost you a bit of time to bring it to the post office, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. One thing I noticed when I was actually in Germany, like three years ago, I went to this like mail um, fashion shop. It was called like Heimers or something. Or I don't know if you've heard of it. But anyway, like it was just so... You know, in Australia, just get the stuff you want, bring it to the counter. But there was like 
three or four different steps before you even got to the counter. Like you have to get a ticket and then someone will come and serve you. And then I don't know if it was like, maybe it was like a really, really like fancy shop. I don't know if this happens everywhere in Germany, but I was just honestly shocked. I was like, I remember talking to the store clerk. I was like, what is happening? Like this doesn't happen in Australia. And then she just laughed at me. She was like, oh, this is Germany and all this. What were they selling? <laughs> like all like Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren type yeah, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like in the middle of Munich. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's our, that's our personal story from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Your own experience. Oh, yeah. But I think compared to Australia, compared to Germany, in Germany you have a problem where it's like you're competing in such a big market and because the Australian econ market is just really starting to grow. So if you're an early player, you have so much more opportunity to actually get a big piece of, yeah. of the pie yeah so do you think e-commerce business businesses in germany are competing with the rest of europe since they're in the eu zone yeah definitely because other countries are so close by the shipping time is probably not going to differ so the competition is way higher than it yeah. actually is in australia and i think australians are also very likely to buy from an australian store instead of yeah just yeah. another country so when you were in Germany, did you buy stuff from, say, like Spain or England or Italy when you were there? Like, just because you could? Like, you had, was there like a scene where you would find the cool, whatever was trending in another EU country? Or was it just specifically you were Germany? <laughs> um, I must say the website that I use the most is Amazon. Because in Germany, they just have everything. Yeah. But the sellers on there are probably from all over all europe over, yeah, yeah, and be, just, right? yeah exactly yeah. because they can be and they just can store with amazon so yep. sometimes if you just buy from amazon you wouldn't really know technically where it's coming from yeah yeah and i guess population wise as well as for how many people are in europe probably in the hundreds of millions and yeah, yeah it's only competing with less. over 80 million people really 80 geez. yeah so it's like four <laughs> times four times the size well i guess let's end the podcast with the tradition of the podcast which is the your call to action so i'm sure you know how your call to action works linda it's just a a thing for our listeners to do yep. during the week so <laughs> <laughs> so i'd say put less time into fulfillment and start growing your business and use a 3pl company to actually do fulfillment for you nice cool well thanks linda yeah, it was Until... nice talking to you oh, thanks it was good it was good um, catching up and finally doing the podcast yeah. that we've been meaning to do for a while so yeah cool until next time guys see you later thank you for listening to your call to action this episode has been sponsored by keepspace do you run an e-commerce business is picking and packing your orders getting you down send your products to us and we'll get it done on time every time integrating right into your website and marketplace with amazing shipping rates Go to keepspace.com.au forward slash your call to action to get an amazing opportunity.